Peace, peace, everyone. This is your girl Sequoia Blue from SequoiaBlue.com and BlueAlchemistPodcast.com. Today we have a special guest. We have Wakaria in here today. She is an entrepreneur, an author, and a spiritual enthusiast. So what's going on, Wakaria? We're grateful to have you on this podcast. Um, tell everybody about where you're from, what's your journey, and all yeah. the good stuff. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Sequoia. And you're welcome. <laughs> I am from Filer, Idaho. It's a small town in southern Idaho. And recently I just launched my poetry book. I'm launching an app and I have a nonprofit working on getting funding where we teach meditation to youth through a VR headset. So I am pretty stoked about everything. And when you describe me as a spiritual enthusiast, like that is so spot on. I should probably change my Instagram bio to that. Because <laughs> that sums it up. That really does sum it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my path has been completely spiritual. And that's been my focus since I was about 20 years old. Um because I was depressed and I was going to college. I was a mentor for college freshmen and I kept telling them, follow your dream, follow your dream. But I couldn't figure out why or what my dream was or why I felt the way that I did because I was eating right, I was exercising, I was going to a counselor and I just still felt horrible and I couldn't figure it out and I was suggested to start meditation and a mindfulness journal which is where you write down your thoughts more of like observing them um and not really you know identifying with them you're it's more detached right and I realized I hadn't been feeling and I'd cut myself off from feeling anything and so you, you just can't do that. That's not really how life works. I think a lot of people can relate and that they cut off from feeling and then they feel all of these emotions at once and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Right? And yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's where I was. And when I... And it, it kind of made sense, right? When my childhood, my youth was difficult and I wasn't in an environment or didn't have like the resources or tools to understand why things happened the way they did. Um, my dad, he was addicted to meth when I was young and then um, he, they got a divorce. My parents got a divorce when I was four and then he was completely out of my life when I was eight. And I was a daddy's girl growing up, so that was really hard for me. And it wasn't actually something that I ever spoke to anyone about. And it, we didn't really speak about it in the house. Like, just it was what it was, and we carried on. And there's some goodness to that, right? Because then you're focusing on, like, what you're doing, but you have to give time and space still to fill those type of things. And when I was in high school, I what I guess like, how do you say this properly, right? Because it's all about changing the narrative. Yeah. And um, I was 
of involved in a statutory rape, and then oh yeah, so I was sorry about that. You know what? It, it's okay. Um, it was super duper difficult then, and I actually attempted suicide about a month later. And I had taken, um, yeah, I know. It's just like um, these struggles, like they're real. But yeah, I'm only sharing reality. them to show and share like the value and power of what meditation and mindfulness can do for you. Um, yes. And so um, <laughs> we went to yeah. That was that whole situation. And without getting into further detail, I don't feel like it's super necessary. But when I was 17, I was raped again. And it was not statutory. And it wasn't something that I told anybody about because of everything that had happened my whole town. Like with the first time. And, you know, those things happen. But... When I was in college and I was helping um, freshmen deal with the things that they were going through, um, I helped so many women talk about their experiences and find help for themselves. And if your situation helps other people to find strength and find clarity and find peace, then like like wasn't it kind of worth it right like in a way which is like really weird to say in that way but because of what I've learned um it's been truly empowering it's an an empowering experience because now so all that happened and then when I was 20 years old, I was depressed, and that was probably why, right? Because you're having all of these thoughts yeah. and stuff, and you don't yeah. think... You yeah. don't know how to compartmentalize it. It's, exactly. You know. And um, I had dreams of traveling the world, and I was good at writing, and I could sing, and so I was like, okay, that is what I want to do. I'm going to sing, I'm going to write, and my parents were like, no. <laughs> no, I don't... No, that feels yeah yeah art, the art community the arts is forbidden to to parents a lot of times they don't completely understand it and how you make a living because they don't they don't know you know yeah i understand that exactly yeah. and it seems like it's gotten a lot better which is incredible yeah. as far as like yeah parents being more open to what their kids can find success in i guess is a way to say it but yep yeah yep. <laughs> doing they're doing the research now and saying oh well they could make it in this by doing teaching and trainings and performing live you don't have to be a successful star like Beyonce or someone to you know be deemed an artist you can just be an artist locally and that's you still make a good living so I think that you know parents are researching now and trying to understand it that's good yeah yeah because (laughs) art is a it's a transformative path because you're able to take different feelings and transform them through your expression of them right and that is so beautiful to be able to transform energies I think that's why art is so important and so valuable um but my parents were like no and so I decided I would just drop out of college then and I sold my car and moved to Fiji (laughs) 
All right. I like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Fiji, so this is going to be interesting here. I want to know all the deets. I'm sure the, the listeners will be like, what? Fiji? Yeah. So one of my best friends, I had met her in high school, and she was leaving to go to Fiji. And I was like, yes, I would love to come with. So I didn't have much money, but I was able to sell my car and then I had $50 to my name wow. to move over there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a boss move. It's a leap of faith. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but I knew that I was going to have a job. I had spoken to someone there and I was going to volunteer for tips as a waitress at Cardo's, which was like a super fantastic experience. And then, wow. yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, and when I got there, my best friend was dating the prime minister's son. So I got to stay at the prime minister's house. I was modeling in a fashion week in Fiji. Yeah, the, it was such a... That's, that's exhilarating. Right? I mean, that is so exhilarating to me. Yeah. It's like a movie, it, you know, Eat, Pray, Love with uh, <laughs> Julia Roberts or something. I love it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it was absolutely incredible. It was so incredible. And so, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, so how was the culture and the, the food and your, your transformation there? The culture is amazing. It's one of my favorite places in the world because the people are so happy. Um, this, oh. Yeah, they have incredible smiles. And to say hello is mbula, and um, Ooh, it means bula. to give life. Wow. Yeah, so every time, I just, I love that. I have to write that down. I had an aha moment here, as Oprah would say. Yeah. <laughs> Bula. Yeah, you're like giving life to each giving person life. you pass. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I just really loved it. And um, after three months of my visa ended and I had well I when I was there I actually got picked up to work on a yacht so I don't know if some people who have seen below deck it's like that I got picked up oh, to wow. work as a stewardess on a yacht yeah oh that's so fun <laughs> so you met so many interesting people and experiences and yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah it was so it was hard for me though to be completely frank like I had just come from um, basically waking up whenever I wanted to and oh, then, you yeah. know, having the whole day to myself and then working at night till around midnight. But so my schedule was like yeah. completely different. And now I was living in and working in um, this boat for 14 hour days. And, you know, at the time I so I'm plant-based I'm a vegetarian so I had become oh. this is really interesting thing so I became vegan before Ooh. joining the yacht so when I moved to Fiji and I saw all of the waste as a waitress I was like I there's so many lives that you know didn't need to be lost because of food waste simply just food waste and so yeah I decided I would because I studied business, I was like, oh, if I change the demand, if I do something different and don't eat meat anymore, then there you go. Like, that'll help. That'll make some sort of difference. But what I did yeah. is um, I was like, 
a leftover. So I would be a vegan unless there was leftovers, something, then I wouldn't be changing the demand for anything. I would eat meat as leftover. Which is like、yeah. weird for people、That's、to、funny. understand. They're like, "What?" Yeah, but <laughs> if really you explain、vegan. it, yeah, exactly. You're、yeah. like, "Well," <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that happens, you know, because I was a pescatarian, and then I would eat a little bit, you know, chicken, and so it 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 happens because your body has to transform, your body has to get used to it, and that takes time. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of time, and it also takes setting clear boundaries, and that. I think it was not a clear boundary with people unless they understand like the backstory. But yeah,、um, so that was hard because like to anyone, anyone pretty much unless they're vegan themselves, when they hear like cooking vegan, it's like what? Like oh my gosh,、yeah. how do I do that? That's、yeah. like scary、yeah. for a lot of people. But yeah,、um, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll just eat the leftovers. It's fine, and.、Um, So that made it quite difficult because the chef then felt bad because she didn't want to be feeding me leftovers, you know. So she would make the right amount,、yeah. and I was like, "No,、yeah. that's not defeating the purpose here." You're like, "No, no, no!" I'm trying to wean myself off. Stop it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool, though, because that's how it should start. You know, we have to wean ourselves off. I think some people can get sick if they just go cold turkey, and then yeah, it, you, you possibly could get sick. So、oh, I, I think that's, that's sick, a good idea. Actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, but、wow. yeah. So there's a right way to do it, and、um, yeah, that's like a whole conversation in itself. I think I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll have another show. We'll have. Don't worry, it's not、yeah. your last time. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I found the. The situation to be difficult because I liked to have control over what I eat. I liked my own space and I liked my own、yeah. time. And so I, the visa ended, flew to LA, was really unsure of what I was going to do at that time. Was still working on my relationship with my mom. They were still thinking that I'm going to go back to school at that point. And I was like, No, I'm.、Oh. I really, my heart. I am so. So here's how I see myself going back to school. When I have kids that are around 11 or 12 and they're really busy with their lives, I'm gonna go back to school and I want to study metaphysics and、I、get a degree in that, so that <laughs> my kids will have respect for me when I say that they should go to school. <laughs> Because it's that's so cool. <laughs> Did you know I went to school for metaphysics? No, I knew that. No, I oh, I got、no、a bachelor's、idea. degree in metaphysics. That's、What? ironic. Intrinsic,、oh、intrinsic vibes here. Yes, I have a bachelor's degree in metaphysics from the University of Metaphysics, and I'm going for my master's. That's incredible. Yeah, this next year. Yeah, so and it, and I'll tell you right now, it's the best degree I've ever had. I've never had anything. More knowledgeable about life and being prepared mentally, because we all can regurgitate a book and remember that. But when it comes down to who you are and being able to compartmentalize your trauma or any issues, metaphysics degree bar none, it gets you prepared for anything that life gets you. Oh, I love yeah, that. So I'm,、uh-huh. I'm excited about. I can't believe that you. That. Yeah, that's incredible. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changed my life. I'm, I'm a totally new person from it. Oh, I love that. That's great to hear. Like, such a surprise. But、um, <laughs> yeah, so, so whoop whoop. <laughs> so I'm excited. Are you metaphysics people out there? That's awesome.、Um, so yeah, I decided that I would fly to 
Florida and get into yachting, but I only had $100. <laughs> so I got there and I didn't have a phone at this time. This is back in 2013. And oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it was still like not super common to not have a phone. But yeah, still yeah. more acceptable, I think, back then. Um, anyway, yeah. so I didn't have a phone, and I arrived at the airport. I was told to go to 17th Street if I wanted to get into yachting. So I took the free bus from the airport and rode to 17th Street. And I had my backpacking backpack on. Walking down the street, I saw a vegan wow. restaurant. And I was like, okay, I'll go into there, and I will ask if someone has a phone so I can look up a place to stay. And... Sure enough, right down the road, there was this place, um, it's like the hostel on Cordova, and they were $40 a night, I could stay there. So I went there, I was talking to the guy at the front desk, I let him know my situation, and I was like, I'm willing to like work or whatever, and he's like, well, you can do marketing for us, and um, you can stay here. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Someone behind me oh, overheard. Yeah, and they were like, hey, won't you come with me? And I'm working for this restaurant called Lobster Bar. You can actually come work here. They're needing hostesses, so I'll bring you with me. And so I went with them to work. And <laughs> I was like, wow. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, it was like this flow that it was like meant to be like at this time, you know, there's always a flow and it kind of just flowed for you. Oh, yeah, because you know, it was meant for you to you were following your intuition. So everything flowed for you. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was completely set on what I was doing, right? And open to yeah. whatever I needed to do. And um, yes, so I went and I was like, okay, I'm here. I would love to work as a hostess. They're like, awesome, we need a hostess, but you will start in a week. And I was so sweet, right? Um, yeah. The third day that I was there, so this is like my first night for free, because I had $20 to pay for food and stuff, which I bought like peanut butter and bread and, you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know that toast time. Yep. <laughs> and... Um, I was like, this is not a good place for me. So um, yeah. a person had just overdosed on drugs. And I was like, and my roommate was very, um, she kind of just scared me. And I had to keep the lights on. So I didn't feel like there was like wow. dogs biting me. Like it was just really, yeah, it was not wow. good. So no. I told the lady my situation. I first, oh, sorry, I got on couch surfing, and I like scrolled through pages and pages because it was most, it was just men wanting women that like women only can stay here, and I was like, nah, nah, uh, no, nah. I know what you're trying that. to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just don't want to put myself <laughs> into that situation. Like I'm not. Yeah, interested. you don't. Yeah, it could be you totally don't. fine, but not interested. And so, yeah. um then I found this girl and she had me, she came and picked me up 
and was so incredible. She said that I could stay there as long as I needed to. She had someone who just helped around the house who stayed there with her for like seven weeks at one point and she was just so incredible, so sweet. She's a veterinarian and um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's so cool. Yeah, she's really, really special. And um, anyway, I was staying there and my job didn't start for a week and so I had to take the bus to work so the bus ride from her place now was actually three hours Ooh, yeah (laughs) so that that really (laughs) that was something there (laughs) yeah exactly exactly I was like okay I'm not so sure about this but um this is what I gotta do it's what I gotta do so yeah I get into um my place of work lobster bar in Fort Lauderdale and this girl Sarah another Sarah she asks me how (laughs) what my story was like who is this girl from Idaho like he just shows up to this place and I tell her and uh she's like oh my gosh you're living with a stranger come live with me so I moved in with Sarah that night I know it's really special actually because she's one of my best friends to this day Oh wow, amen. That's good to have a to meet someone and become good friends with them. It's hard to find good friends, so that's yep. that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's so incredible. She's truly an angel in my life. Oh. Um and I was able to stay with her for a month and they had I had saved up enough money to get my certification um for my SDCW and the things that you need to work on a yacht. And to move out oh, of her okay. place okay. and work at or live at a crew house, which a crew house is where all of the the yachties stay, especially when they're starting. That's a lot oh, cheaper, wow. and yeah, it's like a place to network and stuff as well. So yeah. I was staying at this house, taking my SDCW, and then for fun, I would cook for people. And mm. after, I love to cook. And after one week, I had my SCCW. I was offered a job as a crew chef on a yacht. What? Yeah. That is big boy. That is amazing yeah. that she was offered a, a, a man, a chef position on a yacht. I know. That's amazing. I know. It was. How was. It was a temporary position in between their two chefs. So it was only for three weeks, which is great still, right? Still great experience, Mm -hmm. yeah. Something to put on my resume. And it was amazing, but very, very difficult. Um, I didn't expect that. High demand. Yeah. Well, especially when you're not like a professional chef yet at that point, right? You have to learn so much about like organizing time and how to do things the most efficiently because I was cooking for 13 crew. Um, So cooking lunch and dinner and then having a tea time snack for 13 people was 
you know, it was possible for me to do. I did it and I think I did a really good job, but I would be up so late washing dishes because. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I was like. Because <laughs> the time. Yeah. Oh, man. But I, yeah, I didn't really think about that so much as I thought about like how incredible it was that I was a, a crew chef and I could make whatever I wanted yeah. for people. And. It was really fun. And I actually got a job immediately after that one, another temporary job, um, as a stew cook stewardess on another boat. Yeah, it was a boat that was in the same marina as us. And, you know, people talked to each other. So then I got another job. And this was in December, November, December of 2013. And, um, it was great. We actually, it was kind of wild. We had a fire on board when we had guests on board. Oh, oof. yeah, oh, that gosh. was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah, goodness, how did how, how did the fire start? Yeah, it was in the engine room. Oh. So I actually, it was a an Italian built boat. The laundry was back by the engine room. It was about one o'clock in the morning, and I went down to check the laundry and there was just smoke billowing out of the the area so i had to alarm the the crew and then everybody was alarmed and then wow. we got dressed down and then we helped muster the guests because we had guests on board and so they were like laying yeah. in the um the main salon which is like the main deck of the boat inside and the crew was on the main deck after getting dressed down in their um their fire suits essentially and um we lost all power because it was an electrical fire and it went out by itself thankfully but we had to navigate back in the middle of the night with no electricity or like oh lord yeah it wow by the yeah so like southern florida near bahamas and stuff um it can change a lot with the the bottom of the ocean floors right because the weather and stuff will move sand and stuff like that and so he had to navigate back to key west and oh lord (laughs) yeah which the guests ended up having to leave um but then as the crew we got to stay at a resort for a whole week waiting for oh hey i know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute hey i know i was like a little well, vacation won't hurt anybody yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah nobody was hurt and it was all safe it was just kind oh that's of like good a wild, no yeah it was just a wild experience and then it had been around eight or nine months at that point since i had been home and so i decided i would fly home for christmas that year and that was you know super emotional it was like the start of our like family healing a bit i don't know yeah um yeah but i was not done with yachting i decided i would go back and i wanted to try working on the deck so i got my powerboat level two license i was staying in this crew house with some friends and i got a call from a yachting agency that they needed a nanny and cook in the Hamptons. Ooh, Hampton. Yeah. So. Oh, right now. I know it was just wild, but um, that's like yeah, that's a that's a journey. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, and it was. Um, 
it was incredible. The circumstances were really sad. Uh, the mom, she had just been diagnosed with a really rare cancer. And so they were in a rush really to get somebody out there to help take care of their daughter and um, get to know their house and stuff before she started treatment where she would be gone for weeks. And so they flew me to their house and this is on a Friday. We had the interview on the Monday I was flying there. Had never met them. Yeah, I know. I was like, and I was 21 years old. And oh. I know. <laughs> it's like a movie, you know? This when I'm listening to this, it's like a movie, a real like movie where I've seen so many movies like this and I'm a movie lover. And <laughs> so many stories of someone going to someone's house as a nanny that they never met. And it's like a story after that within itself. It so this is, is going to be interesting. Yeah. And um, I really connected with the lady she's so incredible i'm actually the girl that i nannied she is graduating from high school this year so i'm gonna try to go visit i know it's so exciting it's crazy how much time flies though it goes by fast Mm um yeah it's just incredible but she um was gone in two weeks with Like, she was in Philadelphia getting intravenous radiation therapy, and the husband wasn't around. So it was me taking care of their daughter and their two dogs, and I was just... (laughs) Wow. I know. I know. But, like, (laughs) when you're put into situations like that, like, it's because you can do it. And yeah, yeah, the universe knows what you can do. So when these things happen, it's, it's supposed to happen. Yeah. You know? And it sounds like the family was pretty was respectful to you and oh yeah nice people so They're, that's that's like makes the journey better yeah exactly yeah. and um <laughs> the it was like a difficult so it was a super difficult time um when the yeah when she came back was the hardest part because um she would be that makes me want to cry uh, oh, no. I know. Okay, you could cry. Yeah. Sorry. This shows transparency. Yeah. <laughs> whatever's on your heart. She would be like crying in pain because of the uh, the therapy and like everything that her body was going through, and a mm. guy was the only one there, you know, and like. Yeah, that's deep. It would just yeah, it was it was so so hard and. Um, you know like you don't want to see anyone going through pain like anything and um she she's so incredible so strong and it was very difficult few months she um had to go to um the hospital a couple of times i took her and one time she signed a, a dnr and i called her husband who was in the city working and i was like hey um your wife is really sick and i need help to like pick up maddie or i shouldn't say and pick up your daughter and sorry <laughs> and um he was like oh you know like i'm feeling really sick too right now so i can't really make it and oh yeah so that was like just 
gut-wrenching, and luckily, um, I called her friend, and she came and helped, and I picked up the kids, so she stayed with the lady while she was sick, and then at that point, she realized that she needs to tell her family that she's not doing very well, because this is a really, like, sudden onset thing, and, um... When she told her family, they came and they stayed with us for a month and um, she recovered. She What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I personally, my opinion is that she just really needed like that real love around, you know. Yeah. And and, and it's energy. Love is energy and it helps the body. Yep. So with all that genuine love and that energy just absolutely i can do this you know so i'm man i'm so grateful that she had family that could come out there and support her because some people just don't they just they just give up mentally and give up mentally it's over yeah so i'm just happy that i I just i'm happy that she didn't pass because i didn't want to hear that no no no, she's made it through yeah and she's in full remission now and the husband was actually uh having an affair the whole time and yeah, I was going to ask about that because he seemed to have been kind of disconnected from yeah. the whole journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he was. And so he um, he filed for divorce while I was there. And that was a good time when they decided to get divorced that I would leave. Um, just because you know it gets kind of it gets yeah, really kids messy get upset and, and um, yeah. yeah so that was a good time and during this whole period so I didn't have a lot of time to myself but I did have time and I didn't know anybody and it's hard to meet people in New York in general and so uh, what, yeah they're always on the move yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and um so I would just write and I ended up writing with one of my friends from Idaho who it was one of my ex-boyfriend's brothers who we started writing music together and yeah and um, we made this plan that we would go to Australia and live in a van and write music together so wow after I left the Hamptons, I went home for a month, and then we moved to Australia. And wow. yeah, I did the whole working holiday visa thing. Lived in a van. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> we did it, and that is that is so cool. So, did you have to like rent out a piece of land to keep your van at, or were you just no? So picking areas. Yeah, it's actually really accessible for people to, um, like, the whole van life, van living is really prevalent, especially for people in their twenties in Australia. So it's easy to find a, ba- a van and buy it from another backpacker, which is what we did. From the first hostel that we went to, we found a van and then moved into it. And then we actually, that van wasn't very good. So we had to buy another van. Yeah. But you can just, we would stay on the side of the roads or go camping or stay at hostels where you can use like the shower facilities and stuff. And then, yeah, there's like so many cool ways to do it. And you meet a lot of cool people. 
and that's exhilarating. Yeah, <laughs> he was, it's, it's it's like you're woke, you know, because in this world of drones, you're actually woke. You're just you're you're really living. Aww. like your journey is actually living. You're not just a drone. Oh, thank just, you. Uh, you're like. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we busked for money, um, playing music together, and then we actually recorded when we were in the art factory in Byron Bay, which was wow. super fun. Yeah, and so cool. in I've always had like, so, and then we went to Melbourne, and then I was a bartender there at the hostel, and yeah, so and he worked at the front desk, and so. Yeah, it was just like a wow. really cool experience, something to do in your. It 20s. just flowed. Yeah. Yeah, flowed very Trust. well. You know, these are things that you're gonna remember can tell your kids when, when you have kids, like you know, so they can see what it is to actually live. You know, from you. You know. Aww. So. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. You're welcome. And then um, I've always been someone who wants to do something meaningful, and. I decided at that point that I wanted to do something called bike and build. So bike and build is where you cycle across the United States and you raise funds for affordable housing and you help build homes along the way. So, wow! Yeah. So I decided I wanted to do that in November of 2014, and also that I wanted to do a marathon, and so. The whole beginning of 2000, was it 15? Wait, because I'm thinking about these years. Yeah, that was the beginning Sometimes of 2015. years just blended together. I know. So 2015, <laughs> I was um, training for the marathon, training for bike and build, and volunteering with Habitat for Humanity locally. Ooh. And yeah, it was a really incredible experience because we yeah in Boise Idaho we have a lot of refugees that come in and um in the particular area that we were helping build a home for Habitat for Humanity there was like a group of refugees that were living in like the different houses and just hearing their stories and like it's so beautiful like people sometimes think like it's easy to get a house through Habitat for Humanity, but it's it's a really difficult process. And the people who oh, I believe it. get the houses have worked so incredibly hard and have these like beautiful families and they've wanted to come here to create beautiful things. And that's exactly what they're doing. And Habitat for Humanity helps them to have a good life together and it's really wow. beautiful, yeah. So I organized this fundraiser because you have to have so much money to do the bike and build. And um, I organized like this. I got baskets from a whole bunch of different local places to do one of those silent auctions. And my goal was to raise $4,500. And I broke even. So... Mm. That was really, really hard. Um, I just like bawled and bawled that night. It was a really tough lesson to learn about fundraising and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But so I had to withdraw from the race. And I do see it as a blessing in disguise because um, 
two people that were on that same journey were um I think they were hit by a car and I I know myself too and I've just I'm not sure that that was something that I would have been able to handle at the time you know so um yeah I wanted to do that so yeah. badly and it was really the first time that I'd set my mind to something and like it didn't work you know I'm like okay well I guess I just yeah. accept and the next yeah. day one of my friends called me and they were like hey we need a, a cook on our yacht like come down and come over oh, here wow. <laughs> so <laughs> well that's a good pick me up from this situation yeah I was like well <laughs> the timing couldn't be more but you know like this is yeah. the best time best time and so I was like yeah. okay this must be a sign and I said yes and then I was in Florida again back into the whole yachting thing and <laughs> which by the way to everybody listening I do have a free ebook to how to get into yachting if you're interested in that type of lifestyle it'll give you more information and insight and just like the how to I just thought I would throw that out there um, oh yeah that's good yeah yeah well and um I got back into yachting and at this point I didn't have any I was just like going with the flow right I'm like I yeah I don't really know what's going on I thought that I was gonna do this like really incredible thing and yeah like, here I am and um <laughs> I ended up getting my diving license and so I learned how to dive Ooh. which was is one of my favorite things and oh wow um i got my first permanent job on this boat which is a 55 meter which is 188 feet fed ship hey. called huntress yeah oh huntress i like that it's funny because like i look back and one of the very first trips that i was on we had some people who were on the board of education for, or the board for one of the colleges, and they're like, you really should come here and do writing. And it's just so funny because, like, I had a sign then, like, I had an opportunity then that I could have yeah. gone for what I was going after, but um, I didn't see it that way. I was like, oh no, like, I don't want to go do that, you know? And so I decided, yeah. Well, I was ended up dating a guy um, on the boat, and it was um, not a good relationship. <laughs> at all yeah yeah he, that happens <laughs> exactly yeah he was breaking up with me like thing. every other week it seemed like my and then yeah my friends Hot, were like why, why are you doing this and then he broke up with me because yeah. I gained weight and like then I know it was. I'm so sure you were still st slim. Yeah, like you are. <laughs> yeah, I was actually not that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, and I had been away from family for so long, and I went back for one of my best friend's weddings, and I was like, "What am I doing with that guy? Like seriously?" Yeah, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to break up with him, and he was like, "No, no, like." I'm sorry, I just realized so much. Like, please come move to England. And oh, Lord. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, oh, how no. was that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was. He broke up with me the first two weeks, but these were all signs, right? Like signs. Yeah, open. They're all more, leading to something. Yeah, and I had more that yeah. work that I needed to do on my self worth and my value, right? Yeah. Like I still had more healing yeah. to do. And um, yeah, he broke up with me the second week that I was there living with him in england and i was still yeah he didn't tell his family or his friends that we were broken up because he wanted my influence around and it was just like i didn't know what to do i was like so the job that i had quit on hunches they they took me back after like a month of being there and so i flew to italy Yeah. yeah and um um yeah i was just like how did I get into that situation, you know? And reflection. Yeah, I took a lot of time to reflect and I wrote a lot about it. I actually wrote this blog post about my whole experience with that. Um, yeah, you have to give us all the links. Uh, <laughs> email me all the links so I can add it to the show notes okay. so everybody can. Uh, get you know the ebook for the yachting we need that we need to get all the links <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and so the the whole experience I you can't really blame another person because another person is also going through yeah their own things right and it was very clear that he was he was chatting online to people he had issues with his self-confidence too and yeah. so when you are given the time to be single like really really explore that to yes. increase how you feel about yourself like your self-confidence your self-worth like add value to yourself truly because i really do believe when you meet someone else um you're going to find a lot of what you've created in yourself and yes <laughs> there is some type of reflection being sent back to you based on who you date in some cases so yeah we do have to look into that yeah yeah just i guess being mindful of it right and like yeah. knowing yes yeah knowing that you shouldn't accept certain treatment and because it's going to make you think differently about yourself when you accept yeah yeah and that's a that can be a downward spiral right so yeah and I totally agree because I've been through it so I you know I look back saying well why did I allow this you know and so that let me know I had some some stuff to do I had some self-reflection reflection and I stayed you know it's good to stay single for a few years so you can think you know and, and, and gain that confidence back so then if somebody else come at you like that you don't allow it no. you're like, you're like eh, I know myself okay, bye yeah yep yeah. <laughs> like I already saw this before I'm good I'm tapped into my higher self no 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 because you know sometimes you can you can it's an old saying that okay you you attract who you are but sometimes i think you don't some cases you do some cases you don't sometimes it's just a test yeah to see if you can uh mentally tap into your higher power and say no i'm not gonna do this like are you there to get to that next level mm-hmm. are you ready to get to the next level and i think that that's that's something i explored or i realized over the last few years yeah no absolutely and yeah you yeah really, really deeply there um and then i actually um i got into another 
relationship. I, but I had a dream again. So I had a new dream that I was working yeah, towards. And I was like, I would love to do acting because yeah, I just feel like it's um, such a, you really have to become centering yourself to be able to express the different emotions and stuff that are called for you. And I just thought it was such a, a beautiful way of living. And yeah. I love that. And um, so my goal was to save a certain amount of money and then move to LA. Well, I met right. <laughs> I <laughs> met a guy during that time and he was all on board he to do the the move with me, right? Like I had met someone, he was a yeah. really really incredible person. Um it was quite a romantic story. Flew me to France to stay there and um Wow. Yeah. It, it, it was like, <laughs> like after one month of meeting, knowing someone, like that's... You're like, I'm going to France with you. Yeah. We're going to see what's up. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was also a very like exciting, a very exhilarating relationship. It's another right? exhilarating experience. Yeah. yeah. And that's another thing that I had to realize that that can be addicting, right? Like going... Yeah. Addicting. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we road trip down the the west coast of the United States and then moved to California, moved to LA, and day to day life together was not exhilarating. Oh no! I know. It it was just um, yeah. There was we were both very young and yeah. I am <laughs> I'm kind of an intense person I think like I like to go after things and so like I will yeah. be going to the gym and I will be like working on this you gonna get it done yeah, yeah yeah and if I'm not with like another person who's like that it's really tough for both of us yeah um and I learned a lot there's like definitely needs to be a balance right of like resting and recouping and still keeping that motivation and like the the energy to keep going for each day yeah but anyway yeah um while we were there together ended up breaking up and then we both decided to leave LA as well. I just didn't like traffic. You were living in California, Oof. right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was like, no way. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't deal with it. I was in a small baby studio and it, it was just, I couldn't get nowhere. So the networking was just not even going anywhere. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So just, it wasn't good for the time. No. The time, it's not the right time. Exactly. And what I've learned, like reflecting on stuff is, like every experience truly is giving you an opportunity to learn to enjoy something more and yes there are ways to enjoy long car rides and that is through listening to podcasts and stuff like this right you yep. learn so Audible. much yeah just like giving it time to learn or time to catch up with your family it's like just changing yeah, your perspective on this 
on the situation, yep. right? Um, yep. Yeah, we all learn stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's true because, you know, I had to do that. You know, I was there for five years and I had to get used to being alone because I didn't really have a lot of friends there. My family was in Georgia at the time. So I had to get used to sometimes not having anyone to call, driving two hours home and just listening to a podcast or audible youtube so and then also just thinking gosh darn it what did i do what what can i do to improve and what what am i doing wrong and am i being true to myself or as an ego or what am i you know those are things i i was thinking about a lot during that time oh yeah yep yeah it's like a great way to utilize that time and yeah i decided to go back into yachting because i loved being around people who were super present um, yes. And Ooh, key. Super present. Yes. That was an aha moment. Yes. Uh, super present. <laughs> and that's yes. like what I felt that uh, most yachties are really present. Yeah, you're out of the box to be on a, you know, on a boat because, you know, I mean, we got a lot of comedy because I worked on a boat too. I was singing on a boat, Carnival Cruise Line. Oh, so we got cool. A lot of comedy, but, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I couldn't. I had to get off though because I couldn't. It was a permanent job, but I couldn't do it because, like you said, the rigorous hours. There was no play time. It was like military. Yep. And then I felt claustrophobic. The boat was going all over the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seasickness. Man, I got to go. And I was 24. I was a baby. So it's... Well, 23. Yeah, I was probably 23. But yeah, so I can... And, but the people on the boat were out of the box. Like, they were so alive. Like, I met people from all over the world. Russian, Kent, Canadian... Um, I was probably the only black um, black American on there, but I learned a lot about different cultures, the Philippines and all the stuff they go through in the country. And they were just different. They, they just was, I don't know. They were just deeper. It was a different vibe on the boat than what I had on the regular world. Yeah. And I said, wow, I'm in another dimension right now. This is not even, so I get what you mean by being around present people. And I, I do miss that. So that's why I'm trying to bring that back now is being around, you know? Yeah. And like, that's, that's exactly what <laughs> we got like yeah yeah no, it's so cool but um i decided to go back because of that and yeah people are present because you don't have like internet to go to and which i've kind oh. of i've realized as well that you're and this is my own opinion but you're always present your present is just directed towards you can't escape being present, right? Like, either you're going to be present with your past, which sounds like a weird thing, but that's how healing happens. You gotta be. Yeah. Or yeah. you're present with your future, and that's how you visualize and you dream. Um, and you can also be present with your phone, which in turn does open up like a network of ways to communicate with a lot of different people at once, right? So, Truly, yeah. like, there is a, a positive way to spin anything, but... It is. It really is. Yeah. So, and I didn't realize that, but these are all, like, the things that I was going through and, like, what I've learned along the way. And um, I guess it was 2016. So I got my yoga instructor training, which had always been a goal for oh. me. Yeah, I was really excited about that's congrats. it. Congrats. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And um, I went to Malta for it. So I also got taught Reiki. Um, and then I also got into Yoga Nidra, 
which is a type of meditation. It's a guided meditation that leads you into your subconscious. And oh, yeah. So that's really has felt like a calling in my life because my grandpa, who I've been after I got my yoga certification, he's like, oh, I saw something on CNN or like, um, you know, something that some type of news source that he likes. And they were saying that you should do yoga nidra to or yoga nidra to um, help your mind. It helps prevent Alzheimer's, apparently. And mm. I was like, oh, maybe you should look yoga into... Yoga Nidra. Yeah. Helping uh, to um, get certified in that. And maybe that would be yeah. a good thing. And so I did. And that happened completely um, out of chance as well. Because I was going to a yoga class when I was home with one of my yo- favorite yoga instructors. And that weekend, there was a Yoga Nidra training in Boise. And I was like, okay, I'm going. And wow. Yeah, it's it's an incredible experience. So I definitely recommend doing it. I def- I recommend doing it in person versus over an app, but an app is like mm. fantastic. Um Insight Timer yeah. has some really good ones on there and anyway, I was hyper focused on spirituality at that point and I ended up going to Costa Rica as a yoga instructor at a surf camp which was so fun and wow yeah we lived in the middle of a jungle and talk about present people like (laughs) yeah how was that that was so fun (laughs) it was challenging too we actually had rain for 14 days straight which when you're living in the jungle in a tent uh it's it's you know you're not escaping from the elements so no no (laughs) yeah i can only imagine i know yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i was living in the jungle and then i needed to i need money and so i got online to get into yachting again and I got <laughs> I got a job on this boat called Dreamboat and they flew me to Dreamboat I love the name yeah they flew me to Amsterdam and Ooh. I started working on that yacht and the owner of the boat was actually one of the founders of Home Depot and we connected really deeply spiritually. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually because... I didn't know the founder of Home Depot is deep. Oh, wow. Let me find out. Yeah, it's actually, um, <laughs> I don't know, Arthur Blank because you're from Atlanta. Um, he owns the Falcons and anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's an incredible, incredible human. So... We really connected spiritually and he said that he asked me if I had heard of Deepak Chopra and I hadn't at the time and so he sent all of these books and I read all of them and I realized that I can dream bigger, I can do all of these things and so I decided to quit my job and focus on really truly creating the life that I dream of and so I spent three months 
focusing only on spirituality. Um, I guess. Yeah, I was doing all the things that they say that you should do, like wake up, drink your lemon water, do meditation, do yoga, do your gratitude journal, listen to the news. Like I was dialed wow. in, and after about three months of that, I didn't find, I didn't notice any clarity. And I was like, okay, well, why am I doing this? And at that point, yeah, COVID had happened. So this is a, a 2020, oh. 2020. So um, COVID had happened. And so I couldn't go back to work either. And I was just mm. really having to trust, really having to have faith. And yeah. also I went back to the drawing board because I think three months is a long enough time to take from something I don't know how many people it is uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, that's a good amount of time yeah and so I went to the drawing board and I was like why am I doing this and I'm like it's for joy so why don't I just follow my joy like why are you it's the same thing as when I dropped out of college. Why are you trying to get a degree to travel the world when you just want to travel the world? Like, why don't you go straight yeah. there? And so I decided I would just go straight to my joy, whatever it was in that moment. And amazing. Um, it led me, after three weeks of doing this, I decided to go get a cookie one day. And I rode my bike. I had realized that I had a fear of commitment. Um, that um, if something like negative came up, that I would see it as a sign. And I would be like, oh, this is probably not for me. Um, whereas it was just like a, a challenge to my level of commitment to something. And an obstacle for me to like overcome. And so I was riding my bike get a cookie in the middle of covid probably my only social interaction in like a couple weeks and then <laughs> yeah the person who was behind the the counter he was like his name's vasilios he was really really helpful in my journey and he's like oh um how are you doing i'm like good i do a meditation and yoga he's like oh really i'm a meditation and yoga teacher i'm like oh me too and he goes where do you teach i'm like well usually on the yachts but i'm not working right now i'm focusing on my music which is my writing and yeah. he goes um oh well you know like i would love to help you turn your songs into a music if you'd like and i've been really wanting to like help people and i was like well, okay, that sounds incredible. So I rode my bike two days later to his place and I got a flat tire. And oh, no. in the past, I would have been like, oh, this is a sign that I'm not supposed to be doing this, you know? And I'm like, no, this is a yeah. test of your commitment. Like, go and get into the Uber. And I went there mm -hmm. and we played like my music it was so wow. incredible and he goes well you want to be in music but you don't know how to play an instrument I'm like well I have a ukulele and I've been trying you know and he goes well why don't you get a keyboard it's easier to understand notes and stuff through that and 
I hadn't been working in months. I probably had like $120. You know, I was like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, like, okay. Like, how about get this keyboard down? But I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've heard my story. I'll figure this out some way. But <laughs> yeah, you always figure it out. <laughs> so um, my real dad, who... I had started talking to in October of 2019, had been following my Instagram stories and he's like, hey, do you need anything for your music? And I was like, actually someone just told me that I should get a keyboard and so he sent a keyboard to my house that Friday. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. It was so <laughs> special, so incredible and I started playing and I started like learning I downloaded an app so I could learn all of the notes and stuff and I could read it by that night and I had Vasilios come over and like play this stuff and I wrote down like the notes and everything because there's a thing on my phone too where I could um, sing something and it tells me what note I'm singing and so then I could put it on oh, my wow. the laptop like oh this is this note yeah. and then I'm like okay these notes are supposed to go under like these chords and so I could construct something within that right well yeah theoretically and I, I spent like a whole week on one song one song and it just sounded wow. so it didn't sound good you know I added so many different types of instruments I was like it just sounds better just as my voice to be honest like um maybe someone else who listens someday will be able to like add the right stuff and like they'll be inspired but to me yeah, I would love to hear it <laughs> myself <Yeah. laughs> um, uh the guy he's like well why don't you write down all the songs you want to record and i was like that is an action that i can still take and That's so good idea I started going through my songs and my recordings and in 20 hours I had written my book I love what I've forgotten and oh I love what I forgot yeah that is the most best title one of the best titles I've ever heard in my oh, life oh thank it. you well I'm gonna send you a copy <laughs> yeah I'll get your address and I'll send yes, you a copy please. I'd love to thank you yeah um <laughs> and love what I forgot yeah and so then um, I was thinking of ways that I could market this, right? So now I have this task. Yeah, marketing. Yeah. In two days, I sent it to my friends and stuff. And my best friend was like, oh my gosh, this is great. I'd love to help you edit it. And my other best friend was like, oh, do you have any illustration ideas in your head? Um, I'm seeing lots of flowers. And I was like, yes, I would love for you to illustrate it. And... So they helped me on the, this journey. Yeah, my book has my best friends' names on the cover. Like, it's just oh. so cool. And I have, like, six best friends, I think. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. You are blessed, then. I'm very blessed. You know, it's hard to just find one, you know, and to have six. Well, you know, you have, like, amazing. one one that's been, like, for your whole life. And Yeah, yeah. I feel like I there's so many people that deserve that title too with just like yeah the connection yeah. we have and um so i was thinking of ways to market it and that's how i came up with the idea for my app and the vision for my app came and i was like oh my gosh you know like this is so good so my app is to help people find events and 
connect because of events. So your social profile are events that you've gone to, events that you're interested in, or events that you've created. And you can have a private profile, so like only your friends are going to be able to see like that you're having this birthday party coming up. Just wow. like yeah, so people can connect oh, yeah, easier. Like yeah. Yeah. And it's more of a social event connect more so than just you know, some apps where it's just, okay, you see an event, you don't know who the people are really just show up. Yeah. This is, that's, that's, that will stand out. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. So it should be launching in the next few weeks or so. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. You got to come back on for the launch. Talk about the launch. <laughs> okay. I will. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. And then I was thinking like, so I had these projects and I was like, but what is, the best gift that you can give like what's something greater to give and I was thinking I'm like what helps me most in my life and it's really peace of mind and mindset and so I thought well what if I could give that and then that's where the whole idea and vision came to life with having a VR headset um, to teach mindfulness and meditation and like really provide a space for people to yeah you know to be and in honestly, nature it zeroes out everything it'll zero out instead of like you know when you're trying to meditate you're, you're looking at this or you're looking at a tree or you you can't focus but the, the vr is like it puts you in another dimension and people will be able to focus better so they can get the results they want so they can continue to meditate yeah yeah exactly yeah so that's really exciting and Yes. I kept those in my vision. So at the time, right, you're thinking like, this is 2020, haven't worked in so many months. Um, but there's always an action that you can do, right? There's always an action. Like, yeah. whether it's going on to YouTube and trying to learn how to code. That's where I started with the app. I was like, okay, if I'm going to have an oh. app, how am I going to code? And... Um, with the book it was learning how am I going to publish this will I go through a real publishing office or will I start my own publishing company because this is my first book and you're gonna have to do all the marketing yourself with your first book pretty much no matter who you go through so yeah I was like okay and with the VR it was like what can I do what's an action for this and I decided to go back to school and All right. <laughs> I applied to go back to Boise State and my friends were like, you know, we can help you bring this to life. You don't need to go back to school to do this. And so that started Global MVP. So we all came together and we're working on that. We're working on getting publishing or um funding with the Arthur Blank Family Foundation and oh wow yeah. that's amazing you'll get it you'll get oh, it oh thank you yeah it's just yeah because if they fund you it. you can get a whole software engineer team yeah and it, uh, we've know. so we've worked with the Nani de la Pena and her emblematic group to create a plan and a budget and everything you know like we have it's pretty ready to go, which is so exciting. Wow. Um, you got the prototype. You're ready. Oh, we don't have the prototype I yet. I love it. But it oh, we no, have, not yet. Yeah. Okay. We have the gears in turn. Gears are in motion. That, and that's important. Yeah. And um, then, yeah, I 
published my book in on September, which it's just oh, congrats like, with that. Thank you. Yeah, it's so exciting, <laughs> and I've gotten incredible feedback. That's a big deal. It's been oh, like a good. fun read to help people escape and help people relax. And I love that's exactly what I hope to do. Right, is help people to enjoy yes. life more. That's yeah. That's the goal. Kind of be, you know. I always say I want to be on the happy-go-lucky side, but I said I don't know if I get happy-go-lucky, but I can get quite close to happy-go-lucky. And if I can dance on that, and if people can dance on that, they will have a better quality of life. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and it, is your book on Amazon? It's on or is Amazon. It, are you yep. selling it on the? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Amazon's great, you know. Um, I definitely I, I like Amazon. I, I have love a Amazon. book on there too. So, it's um. It's just great for promotion because I know some people are like, oh, well, you know, um, I just want to have it on my website so I can get all the money. But Amazon is, is a trustworthy site. So when people see it, they trust it more than, you know, just buying it from your site, you know. So I think it's I think it's good. And, um, and yeah, it does. It has a wider audience, too. Right. Like, yes, that's what's really yeah. huge about it. And it takes care of the shipping for you oh man yes. <laughs> that's like so nice <laughs> you don't have to worry about that because i'm like oh man this sh-, you know i don't want to have to go to a printing company and then deal with that and you got to send it out so i think yeah so that's good that's some congratulations yeah thank um, you with the with the poetry book because that's gonna i'm sure it's gonna do very well oh, thank you <laughs> yeah and um we've spoken a bit about like relationships and stuff and my like so I was single for the past three years and just focusing oh, wow. on my spirituality yeah. and my projects and yeah. very content in that. And then I was on the elevator of my apartment building when I met my now boyfriend. <laughs> and so... <laughs> That's the best way to meet. Forget dating apps. Yeah. That's the best way to meet. Yeah. Oh, totally. (laughs) And it's, you know, we're both focused on big goals and he's really supportive. That's important. And yeah, it's just, it's a good, it's a good life, right? We just focus on gratitude and it's really special. So. Yeah. Because if you meet someone that's vibrating on your vibration and you guys work together, any issues that may come it's not gonna feel like an issue because you're already on the same frequency like he knows who he is you know who you are and it can't it's always gonna whatever issue is gonna be resolved faster versus being with somebody wearing an uneven kilt you know you're not on the same vibration not the same journey not the same mission and you know so I think that that's great that you had that in the book because people have to learn that I think even older people don't know that yet like you can't just date anyone just because they're nice and they have a job you have to make sure that you guys are on the same vibration. They understand you because someone like you and I, we have different aspirations. It just comes. We can't help it. It's not going to go away. And so we need someone that's going to respect that, you know, like our randomness and our uniqueness and our, you know, um, I think that that's important. So I'm happy you found that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I think this is great for people that's listening. Cause we do do dating se- segments. So, um, you know, I think that's good for people that's listening because I think that, like I said, a lot of people don't know that little piece and it seems common, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, what I really hope to give to people from sharing my story too is that you can 
do it. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. I hope to give you hope. I hope to give you faith. And I hope to give you love for your life too, you know? Because there's so much to love. And there's, I think it's an Eckhart Tolle quote that. Oh, I um, love Eckhart Tolle. The foundation of all abundance is like simply appreciating like everything that you have right now. But mm-hmm. it's something along those lines. And <laughs> I know I misquoted it, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm sure people look it up. Yeah. I'll bet this has been one of the best interviews I've ever had Aww. all I gotta say is I'm, like I'm you know just like you're going on your journey I'm going on my journey I'm learning no fear uh, type uh, attitude and I think uh, people that's listening be fearless you know if you mess up whatever no one's perfect yep. even the, the richest people in the world they all have things they're nervous about and if we all just say okay let's just do this in spite of being fearful we'll life it will be more exhilarating for us and more value in the long run so when you grow when you get older you can look back and say i've I've done what i wanted to do i didn't listen to people that told me what i couldn't do Mm -hmm. because eventually they'll come around anyway most time people come around and you know they don't they don't but that's that's what people should do and i think um, i'm happy that you took that step you know at a young age and you know i'm I'm in so i appreciate that (laughs) appreciate you being transparent too because a lot of people they don't want to be transparent they they hide things and not tell the truth the nooks and the crannies let's tell the truth because then people can be more open and tell their truth instead of hiding it because that's how we're going to get over trauma or anything that we've been through and um and i like the steps you showed on how you got over your you know issues and from high school and all things you went through like you showed some steps of resilience and how to step up like okay i went through this but let's not make this my story let's not stay in victim mode and then hide in the corner let's go out and still see the world let's let's get better let's keep going and i think that that's something that um people need to hear because you got people that just hide forever after something like that for the rest of their life so i think that um that's good so you know meditation you know even a vision board things like that can help um really put things into uh perspective so i appreciate it yeah thank you so much this has been a great interview um i want to leave off by saying uh what is a quote that you live by i know you just said a quote is that the quote that you live by or is there another quote that you just live by every day like you think of or just every year Mm -hmm. just um i get i go through phases with different quotes for sure but this one was on the wall of my college dorm and has still spoken true to me and it's by henry thoreau um and it is go confidently in the direction of your dreams live the life that you imagined spot on <laughs> love it that's right you gotta go confidently and have that quiet cocky inside but not out don't don't bring it out the ego way though <laughs> so thank you so much for being on here before we go just give me a, a few links to where people can follow you at instagram i'm gonna have you email it to me though as well so then i can post it in the show notes but you can just shout it out on here yeah so the easiest way to get everything is my personal website it's www.walkyria w-a-l-k-y-r-i-a whitlock w-h-i-t-l-o-c-k dot com and i will make sure that the free ebook to get learn how to get into yachting is more available and (laughs) 
on there for yep. you guys and then you can just check out whatever else you want to and yeah feel free to email me as well my email is my first name dot my last name at gmail.com perfect thank you for information and um thanks you for being on this show today because I'm, I'm grateful to, to be blessed with your presence and your story and um i just want to thank everybody else for listening and yeah, also you. make sure you subscribe um share uh donate on bluealchemistpodcast.com and um everybody be blessed and stay safe and have a happy new year happy new year <laughs> yeah <laughs>